Okay, everyone, welcome to another trade cast with the round table. I'm joined by uh, this guy here. Okay, yep, we got this going on again. Hey, uh, you want to talk into the microphone, Damon? No, not about the topic. I was just saying. Okay, okay. I'm joined by the uh, the very uh, entertaining and flamboyant Damon Bingman. I would love. Hey, y'all. He loves being called flamboyant. I'm sure <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. Gregarious. Jeremy Hewitt and and Jess Moore as well. Hello. And uh, so we want to. So the last cast we did, uh, we had a Bitcoin bet, and I just want to pat myself on the back and say I won. Nailed it. Thank you all. I nailed it with 3,700. And the biggest reason why I did it was because it seemed like you and Jess both wanted to go lower. But, but, we, okay. not, we, but we didn't have the balls to go real well. Well, yeah. then also, <laughs> do you guys still own Bitcoin, both of you? Of course. No. You don't, and you do. So I thought maybe it's because both of you own Bitcoin, and you're like, I'm more invested uh, in Oh, right, yeah. No, we were just looking at the charts mostly, I think. Yeah. But you guys both wanted to go down, and I said, well, they're saying it's going to be this low. I was looking at Jess's chart, and I'm like, I'm thinking 3,700. And David just, for some reason, thought 7,500 was to be the way, but... Uh, there's no penalty for being in last place, Damon. So. If anyone's holding Bitcoin, want the price to go up. <laughs> yeah, it's Damon. <laughs> I'm not holding any Bitcoin. So there you go. So the only holding. Okay. So n- none of the, none of our bets really made sense. We just kind of took shots in the dark and drew uh, came out on top. Yeah, Good job. Yeah. I was happy. I was happy. Well, um, yeah, that that is worth saying. Like like we we were taking shots in the dark. Yes. Like monkeys throwing darts at a dartboard. Yes, of course. A little bit as. A little bit more scientific than we were being. Drew had a good prices right strategy, really, where he just took the yeah. blow. And then after, my, after hearing the rest of our bets, yeah. I mean, my ridiculous play was obviously a purely contrarian move. I felt like we were doing the prices right anyway. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> well, Jess is close to four four four, and Jeremy, I think you were. I think forty five hundred is what I said. Yeah, you were forty seven hundred, I okay. think. But yeah, I can, I can, it, it, was wasn't, it wasn't. It was never close. It was. No, so I, I was hoping it would have a little more excitement to the bet. I, yeah, me too. Actually, when I was watching so. around mid. December, I was like, this is not going to happen. <laughs> this, <laughs> I, was, this is I was pretty happy. I saw a tank and I started gloating early. Yeah. And then I started making fun of Damon early, too. Like, <laughs> why the hell would you say 7,500? But before the end of this hour, we should think of another bet for the for the next three months we or should. so. Okay. <laughs> but it, doesn't have to be, it should not be Damon, Bitcoin related. It should be something else. Damon would be a genius if he was right, but he was wrong. So he's not a genius today. Did we ever have any thoughts that that was going to happen? Da- David would be an idiot because he would have only made $60 <laughs> instead of actually yeah. putting $20 mm, yeah. into Bitcoin. Yeah. And it. That's true, yeah. That's true. I mean, if we, if we were legit, we would have had that paid out in Bitcoin. But, oh, that would make yeah. But that would make it's too sense. late for that. Oh, that well. is. Feel free to buy Bitcoin off of me if you'd like. Attention <laughs> listeners, we're not that legit. Okay, so true. The, the side things... The other thing was you guys were both an apiary for currency trading. Yes. And your goal was to get to gold two by a certain date. And I think two weeks later, you said, fuck this, and you joined Forex. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what contributed to that decision for you to say, fuck this bet, I actually want to make real money? So there were a lot of issues that were going on with the apiary software, and it was being acknowledged by the users on their community forums, but no one from the actual company was, you know, chiming in to say or acknowledge that there were issues. So I called support and I kept getting different answers. And so I didn't feel confident that one, they knew that we're talk what they were talking about. And if I wanted to continue along with their little 
how to trade scheme on trying to get a funded account. So, I mean, there were like hundreds and hundreds of people with the same issues and they were silent. So I didn't, I just didn't really feel confident in, in their ability to provide, you know, software that could be used. So what's your experiences so far with Forex? So far, pretty good. I mean, um, the the biggest thing is the mental gymnastics of like trying to wait for the right entry instead of being like a degenerate and be like, you know what, I want some action right now. <laughs> so that mental hurdle is pretty tough to get over, you know, and, unless you really like action and, you know. You got to push but that button. For the most part, it's pretty solid. You guys are, uh, you guys are, so we did join Discord. And yes. I was, and you guys are very active, a lot more active than uh, Jess, Damon, and I. But it is interesting, I think, because I'm still trying to figure out, like, I, you know, I, I start following people on Twitter and, uh, you know, based on uh, the conversation Jess and I had and created a list for traders. And I, I hit you guys up and I was like, who do you guys recommend to follow on Twitter? And you guys are like, no one. Uh, we just right. do what we do and that's it. And you guys, um, but you guys like trade constantly. Like it's like it's constant like stuff. It's pretty constant, yeah. Or at least we, because with forex, there's so many products you can trade. You know, each currency against another currency. There's tons of options for that. So we're at least looking at the charts to see, you know, you know what is coming upon a decent, you know, entry to look at. And then right now, in the past week, we focused on four individual products that we're really going to chart pretty granular to follow. And then others will be secondary. Okay. And Damon, you had, uh, do you have questions for Jeremy? You said you had some questions about. Yeah, like you guys are really active. Like how many orders a week do you put in? Or do you, do you know? Um, in the past couple weeks, it's been very few. Well, because we're, we're really, we're just kind of waiting in the waters right now. You know, we're waiting for the right entry, just like on that uh, USD CAD dump that we got in last month we're waiting for those bigger moves and on those we'll put in you know seven or eight entries i think i had eight orders on that u.s cad dump so how are you feeling about the aussie dollar weakness at the moment i've actually got a target below it that i'm waiting on getting in pretty heavy okay so i feel like that's probably the weakest currency at the moment yeah the one of the weakest. the aussie dollar has been total dog shit yeah they're going and into love a it. deep recession it's so it's pretty rough for them. It's it's about, I think it's probably about thirty pips away from where I want it to be, and then we'll probably, I mean, depending on how it reacts, we may go in pretty heavy. Nice. There's a lot well, of real estate turmoil in Australia in, right indeed, now. Indeed, indeed. Well, and we are we appear to be in a dollar strong environment. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Even with the the Fed completely flip flopping in the past three months since our last episode, the dollar. Did obviously go down on that once they flip flop, but it's been pretty strong in the past week or two since then. Yeah, so, it has. It's been really strong. Yeah. So that that shows that the the structural fundamental strength is still there for the dollar. It's the the Canadian dollar's getting pretty building up more momentum too. It looks mm, like that would make sense. No, it's as good. long as oil stays decent, Canada, Canada yeah, will be fine. Canada makes most of their isn't a big part of their GDP oil. Yeah, for exports and, and uh, maple syrup. <laughs> Damon, well, hold on, uh, Jeremy. Do you like? Uh, do you have like um, uh, account management rules? Like, is there a certain percentage of the account that you're trying to keep in play, or no? Uh, do you have like a limit on how much you'll put in play? Yeah, yeah, there is a limit. Well, 
it all depends on how price reacts to the area that we're looking at. You know, that that really determines. Uh, it's probably not your normal like don't risk two percent more than this kind of you know that you're used to hearing, but it depends on the if it's like a monthly level or area like the the USD CAD that was a monthly that was a really high percent that it was going to really dump. So on that you want to ramp up. You don't want to miss that big of a move. You know what I mean? But if it's it, it all depends on. If it's a four-hour kind of level, daily, weekly, that kind of... Um, like, what's the maximum percentage of the account you'll put in? Do you have a rule like that? Um, usually on on one, I'll probably go up to probably 20%. 20% of the account? Yeah. On one play? Woo, gunslinger! <laughs> nice! Okay. So, Damon, you, uh, you recently... I, I, I definitely think if you are... Very confident in the, in the bet, then I mean, push push your chips in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't. If I mean, it's of course, be, if you're like, I don't know, maybe take. Well, the other thing too is I, I put in multiple orders so I can close sure. as the moves yeah, going. You, you know, yeah, so yeah. that gives me a little bit more stability, I guess. So if yeah. it, if it really goes down, but then it pulls back, I'm already out twenty thirty percent. Right, know, and then I can look at adding more, or right. just saying, hey, I'm out and take. Yeah. And that, like, if you get twenty percent of the account into play on, and this is on one particular play we're talking about, uh, like, how many orders will that be? Do you have it split up? And it's usually split up, yeah. And, and about fifty positions, or no, usually about eight to ten, probably. Okay, and eight to ten distinct entry points. Yes. Well, it depends. So, like, oh, if it's a really strong entry point, I'll do like five orders at that point. So. I can close out on the way because the way forex.com works is you have to pull your orders first in first out so your first entry you have to pull out before you can pull anymore hey jeremy can you point the mic a little bit more towards your mouth yeah so um yeah it it all depends on the play if it's a higher percent move like a monthly level like we're looking at i'm going to go a little deeper but the others i'll probably go you know, eight nine percent or so. Is it possible you will have like a like multiple twenty percent plays in at the same like like? I mean, you you only you you're using a margin account, so you can only get so much in there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if it's a good setup, as as a possibility, you know, I mean, if it's a really good setup, like on a monthly or even coming to like a a yearly, then I'll probably may even deposit more to go in more. Gunslinger. So. <laughs> Yeah, we're trying to make money, right? Yeah, that's right. That, that <laughs> Sometimes was his, you got to uh, roll the dice, you know. Well, I think one of Jeremy's quotes in the last podcast is, guys, there's a lot of money to be made. <laughs> <laughs> there is. There really is. A lot of money to be lost, yeah, too. Uh, so. <laughs> well, my, uh, my little candy ass uh, does not put more than 2% in per play and uh, never really have over 5% of the account in play. It, but you hit no, gold, but, too, but There's Damon. no reason to think of it in those terms. Right. Yeah, and it, it's true. Ass. Like, you're, then you're, like, pushing yourself like you think you need to be betting more or something. That's, <laughs> no, a, that's a bad psychology. <laughs> no, 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 gentlemen, I will not be going over 5% of the no, account. I understand <laughs> that you can stick to your rules, but, like, thinking of yourself as, like, less than because you're not betting bigger is, like, a weird thing to think about. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I agree with Jess. No self-deprecation. Yeah, it can... You're uh, not self-deprecating, but don't, like, it can haunt actually you. be... Think They'll go overboard. Thank you, for, thank you for allowing me to be self-deprecating. So <laughs> okay, so you hit gold too. Yes. And uh, how how long did it take you to hit gold too? I think you you hit it. You actually, I think you 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 uh, you went to the Galapagos Islands for three weeks. 
or no, you were gone for two weeks, and you got back, and you actually traded. You actually got focused and traded a bunch and hit gold too. Yeah, it it, it may have actually taken me like eight or ten months to just sitting there in gold one. But there was a good four or five months where I was so frustrated I didn't uh, like I didn't even trade. Um, and then yeah, like back in uh, late fall, uh, started getting real serious with the charts again. And um, as you just heard, I don't uh, put on trades uh, like a machine gun like some people. And, um, you know, I had a few good weeks in January. I had a 2% return on the account one week. The next week I had a 6% return, and that hit all the statistical measures to propel me into gold, too. Nice. Yep. So you're planning to just keep sticking with the program? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it uh, so gold uh, one was a ten thousand dollar demo account. Gold two is a one thousand dollar demo account. So we are now in the land of of very thin uh, percentages and mm. trading purely in one micro lot units. Right. Uh, yeah. So it so that uh, you know this might take a while actually because it's uh, it, it's just more the same statistically have a positive expectation. It's building discipline though. Is yeah. What yeah. Yeah, that's what it so, seems like they're yeah. really honing in on discipline now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, which I, is good. I mean, I think that if you're going to stick to a program like this, it could probably really help you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially if they're providing the funding, they want you to, you know, they they have rules they want you to play by, and I think it's actually really good that they teach mm-hmm. the discipline part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the final level with the demo accounts, uh, like the the basic rules of gold two, you know, a thousand dollar account, and you know the statistical measures. It's the same exact thing for gold three, except it's a live money account. So, um, you know, we're 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 right on the verge. Yeah. So, what's your what are your plans to get to gold three? How long? Uh, let's say uh, within four months. Within four months. Yeah. Let's uh, let's set a date. What's today's date? Today's date is February tenth. So like June tenth, six uh, or mid June. Well, it, it uh, yeah. Let's say July fourth, Independence Day. Okay. No Memorial Day. Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. Okay. Memorial Deal. Day weekend. Yeah. Deal. Okay, so we have quite a few since uh, I think the last time we recorded was November. So a lot of stuff has changed in the market. Some topics that Jess kind of wanted to cover was MMT and the Green New Deal. Well, those are just more general. Woo! Well, there's some market changes. I just well, I, mean, s- I think it's a general. Those things kind of signal to me just like where the, some of the narratives going in, in the future. So those I think will be important to the markets for I that reason. Save the world. I I think um I think market volatility. Based on the uh, my experiences of of getting up and looking at what the uh, loudmouths on Twitter are saying, which <laughs> they seem to be pretty, I, li- I like that list. Um, thanks to Jess, and I, I've created it. It's in the show notes. It seems like market volatility is going to be a pretty big deal this year. Like it's, I, I feel like the market's going to be a lot more unpredictable, and it's going to swing pretty heavy handedly. Well, yeah, it, it definitely looks like the economies are slowing. Um, Germany, Europe, and uh, China. China and Australia appear to be in recession. But, so. what, but what about globalization? What about it? it you know, this globalization is just going to benefit us all, and the markets are going to be sound and safe because they're all going to be liquid with each other, right? Oh, no. Terror on the high seas. A <laughs> little bit of volatility in this system. 
Well, I think, I mean, I think like, you know, okay. I think, okay. Okay. I would say globalization <laughs> is uh, maybe the mainstream media view of it isn't necessarily what it is, but I mean, I, I don't think a global, I mean, you can have a, a global local economy and I think that's, that's kind of it. I think, you know, that's what we, we kind of push for is, you know, you, you, you support local stuff, but I mean, don't, don't, uh, don't, um, forget about you know, opportunities to get stuff cheaper if you can from other parts of the world. But, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess when I look at globalization, I look at it a little bit differently. I think it's, uh, I think it's a real thing, but at the same time, I don't think it's, it's, you know, we're going to have a world order. I just don't think it's, people are too chaotic. I don't know why I started talking about all this stuff. I think it was because Damon was just distracting me and <laughs> just acting like a fool. So, so I just kept talking. But so I, I really mean, in terms about. of what you're saying about market volatility, I mean, yes, if yeah. if the economies are slowing, then yes, market volatility should be picking up this year. I mean, if the numbers coming out of Germany this past week showed them, looks like they will be in quote unquote recession at the moment. Once you like look back on it in a, in a few months or so. Do you um, think um, and, uh, that's mostly due to ch- China slowing their economy down purposefully to kind of um, deleverage a little bit before their big 2021, um, which is the the when when uh, Xi needs to kind of have the economy ready for I think it's like the hundredth anniversary, two hundredth anniversary, some big anniversary for the party, and so he wants he's kind of trying to like clear the system a little bit now to so things are ramping up a little better in 2021 so that's i mean germany's directly linked to china in terms of their industrial production so that's kind of what you're you're seeing in germany and australia you're seeing the effects of the china slowdown even if china's numbers kind of are manipulated a bit to not show you the true happenings inside the country so that's kind of what i'm looking at to see what's going on globally as far as the economy which is Kind of what you need to be paying attention to 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 see what's going to happen in the markets at some point. And Jess, your trades your trade strategy is a little bit different. It's more like a long term. Uh, you do some short term stuff, but mainly you focus more on long term macro stuff. Yeah. So what moves? So you're you're focusing on that mainly for for are you focused on that that stuff for both short term and long term right now? Well, I mean it's all it's all correlated, of course, but. Um, I mean, most of my major money, I mean, I only have a few hundred dollars in my trading account that I'm actively short-term trading. It's mostly just moving around my retirement accounts to uh, maximize my wealth during uncertain times. Yeah, now something, uh, I had said something, and actually this is funny. So I, we all went to Christmas and everything, and uh, my uh, uncle is a blue-collar union guy who did vote for trump you know voted mm-hmm. democrat most of his life because that's what unions did and then trump came and kind of stole the working class and he's very upset with trump right now well there's a there's and a big it, twitter outrage over the weekend i don't know if you noticed for the tax people doing their taxes and realizing that they're all paying like people that are making like 80 to 150 grand as a family like middle class like they're all paying five to six seven thousand more in taxes than they have before because of trump's tax law was yeah. really just for the corporations and not for well, the middle you, class i think if you have a so, if, if you don't if you have a w-2 like they did so you're so the way it kind of worked is you get more money up front and bonuses but the u.s got it got rid of a lot of the deductions that middle yeah. class families would use to to get rid like especially the state and local taxes deductions they cap those way lower than they used to be so people are really pissed right now well his reason for it was because trump voters too i'm talking yeah about, not just 
Yeah, his his reason for being upset was because he had uh, he had made a lot of money in his four hundred one k when the Dow went through the roof and the markets were going great, and then it started to kind of level off and didn't really change yeah. anything around. So there's a lot of people with that attitude too. I think. Well, yeah, it's the wealth effect. Obviously, I mean, when the market's going up, the economy's doing better. People think they have more money; they spend more money. We're seventy five percent consumerist economy, so. It's really what the wealth effect is doing. It's thinking we have more money, so we spend more. And no wall. <laughs> oh yeah, no wall. <laughs> I think that's gonna, if if that wall, nothing ever happens with the wall. I mean, that's usually made that his his crux of his whole thing. Yeah. And a lot of his supporters are making that a crux of their whole support of him. So, yeah. If, if the economy is fading over the next year, he, no wall gets done. Just continued gridlock in Washington. I mean, what's the what's the real instinct for people to go vote for him? It's it's so interesting to me how we can never get any of these candidates to do, or any of these presidents to do what they promised when they were candidates. Well, know? I think uh, <laughs> I think cannabis is going to legalize, and I think because I I kind of think it has to for Trump to get reelected. I could be way off, and even if he's not the one that puts it, pushes it through, he'll he'll find a way to take credit for it. Mm. I mean, I, I think something's going to adjust, but we'll see. I think see. uncertainty around <clears throat> the election, around Trump getting reelected and over the next year or so will also cause the markets to just temper some of their enthusiasm. It's not going to be like making new all-time highs if they think that Democrats might get in and tax the shit out of everybody. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not, the Democrats are so fractured that I just don't see, I see them helping Trump with, with just, not being in you know together unified and i and and we'll see what happens um pat, pat buchanan's article from like two days ago uh was great because like you know trump trump is so beatable but but now you know the democrats are all talking 70 percent taxes and socialism and all this stuff and 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 late term abortions and and pat buchanan's article was talking about how you know like like less than 10% of Americans want late term abortion mm. and and you know um, Americans clearly clearly there's a large percentage of the American society that is not interested in socialism or, and or higher taxes sure. um, and you know Buchanan finishes essay with somebody up there really likes Trump <laughs> because <laughs> who's going to beat Trump <laughs> well there's a there's a side bet going on between Jess and Damon for the 2020 election, so we'll see how this that <laughs> unfolds. And, um, and, and I, uh, I am ready to raise the stakes on Jess, even though I am also ready to go take a Democratic primary ballot so I can vote for Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> and I am a hardcore Trump guy. So uh, it's going to be fun. Get that's, your popcorn, y'all. That's because you're a Russian spy, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Oh, shit, are we recording? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, do you want to talk? Jess, do you want to talk about... Um, Modern, uh, what is it? Modern. I mean, do you guys have you guys heard about this this narrative push for modern monetary theory? No. <laughs> yes. So you don't know? You've never heard of modern monetary theory? We could do a quick. Uh, it's Stephanie Kelton is this professor who's been pushing it for a couple of years, and it's it's been kind of bubbling up. Um, most of people that were like talking about it for the, until like maybe the last year or so, most people kind of dismissed as you know crazy sort of. People that were spouting nonsense about how the economy actually works, how the how the um, government can print money and so forth, um, and now it's really just gaining steam in 
political circles, in academic circles, as a actual way forward to a way to uh, get rid of the debt to kind of just keep actually saying kind of like debt doesn't matter essentially that you can just print the government can print as much money as they want um especially the u.s because we i mean we're the reserve currency of the world so we can kind of just print and there won't be any real consequences is the the gist of it and Um, and how is it distinct from keynesian monetary theory well that just sounds like keynes to me well, Keynes, in theory, he would be build he would be building up a, a surplus in the times of of good times to spend during the bad times. I mean, that's not how it's actually played out in in modern times because we didn't save during the good times. We kept spending de- deficit spending during the good times as well. You're supposed to create a surplus and then spend it, so it kind of balances it out. I mean, essentially, really- we've kind of have been having mono- what the what the MMT proponents say is that's what we've actually been doing for the past you know 30 40 years ever since we went off the gold standard essentially is that that's how the economy actually runs is this modern monetary theory theory um and so that's so essentially what you're saying is that that's keynesianism turned into this modern monetary theory and that's what we've been actually doing and so they're saying do more of it because we can and we need to do it spend it on infrastructure create jobs, do the Green New Deal, use it to sp- spend for all the new green infrastructure. That's what they're kind of pushing for. And I remember Dick Cheney after 9-11's. It was, the, it was Dick Cheney, right, that said deficits don't matter. People have been saying that for a long time, sure. Yeah, there were people before Various him. people, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's it's a whole sort of class of economists. So on the academic side, when did, when did the... When did MMT become the new cool term? Uh, I mean, relatively recently, as far as the gaining real popularity is what I'm trying to say. And, that yeah. is, and if you look at like Ben Hunt, I don't know if you guys know about Ben Hunt. He's a, he does he's in the list. He does epsilon theory. He's a he does a great. He writes great articles about narrative structures and how narratives get passed around and and how that's what really drives the the markets is narratives. And it, I think he's right. I think um, that's what drives everything. I mean, if you look at the low fat diet sure, or any of that stuff, it's sure. char- charisma and narratives. So the, he follows how narratives actually are constructed and how they gain steam and lose steam and things like that. He has actual models where he's feeding like headlines into it and, and trying to follow the stuff. And he's documented how this, this over the past maybe six months has really started to gain mainstream acceptance. And you're seeing it just if you like search it on Twitter or something, you'll see it, the, the conversation around it's really picked up. And it's, you know, once those sort of things start gaining acceptance in the political class, they're always looking for ways to kind of not have to worry about where they're going to get money from. So if they, if somebody, some bunch of academics are telling them that they can just start printing a bunch of money and it's not going to really matter, I mean, chances are they'll eventually do it. So, and you have to think about what does that actually mean for markets if that narrative actually gets played out? And I don't necessarily think it's bearish for stock markets. I mean, it appears depends for stock market. It depends how it depends how the liquidity that they're injecting actually gets distributed. If it if it happened how it has for the last ten years, then it's just going to inflate financial assets. Do they do they have Zim, the like a Zimbabwe model for how this is going to benefit our? Well, there's stock other market? there's there's <laughs> other pro- well, Zimbabwe is really just a straw man because there's no way the U.S. will go the same way that Zimbabwe went. No, but um, I think the U.S. is probably going to do more helicopter money for the citizens. But the, the, yeah, the idea is if you put it into infrastructure, if you actually actually funnel it in the right ways, could it just could it be beneficial? I mean, I'm not necessarily against it. I don't, I don't. There's there's 
not a lot of reasons to think it will work, but I'm not saying. I mean, if we're going to spend money, I'd rather spend money on infrastructure than military waste. Sure. I mean, it'll go there too, but. Since, uh, I mean, I think one person in this room has probably seen the wastefulness of the military person. Oh, yeah. yeah, Definitely. (laughs) With his own two eyes, seeing how wasteful it is. Yeah, there's a lot. So, um, okay. Just what's your position in gold these days? Precious metals or other real assets? Uh, I mean, I've, it's I'm going to right? maintain my current low percentage, you know, under 10% of my assets. I actually offloaded a little physical silver recently just because I had a little too much, I felt like, compared to all my other assets. So you, you really are not concerned about modern monetary theory? And this, and this. I mean, I have enough that I, I'm, you know, I'm hedged against the possibility. But I think there's, a, I, I think my stock holdings could also go up if it happens. So I'm not gonna like sell those because I think it's gonna happen necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I try to hedge as many ways possible. So, I mean, I'm not going all in on anything. <clears throat> yeah. So I we mean, just we like like. Uh, I mean, what they're probably gonna do is push rates all the way down to zero. Probably go to negative rates and then just start printing money. So, so the Ponzi scheme can keep can keep going. Another, That's right. why would they why would they stop the Ponzi scheme if they don't be, have to? And it's going to yeah. be led by the swamp drainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, Tr- Trump loves debt, so I mean, he's he'll, he's all for MMT. If he, I mean, if somebody tells him, yeah, just print some money, he's for it. Yeah, Trump definitely wants a weaker dollar, even though he has to. Say but even this might not, this might not even weaken the dollar. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not guaranteed. I mean, everybody thought QE two three Operation Twist was going to weaken the dollar. Yeah, stronger than ever. My, my yeah. concern is yeah. is green infrastructure. I'm not sold on green energy. I'm not sold on most of the ways we produce energy. I don't really think there's a good answer or a good solution for it. We're, but it's like as a species, we need energy to make the rest of the world great. You know what I mean? I mean, like, oil's made our made it so we can sit in this room and relax and go get brunch. <clears throat> and I think that, you know, I don't. oil's not going to go away. I think, you know, Charles, I, I was listening to Charles Hugh Smith and Gordon T. Long, and they were saying that, you know, if the economy slows down, um, that means oil consumption could slow down, which means that the cost that it actually takes, like, it, it could actually put us back into... Because now all the oil we get is expensive to produce. So there's, I mean, there's, there's definitely some potential consequences coming in the future. Mm. Um, so how do you make money from that? You know, I guess you could short oil companies, right? Just invest in the pe- people that are going to be getting the government money. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do we see oil playing out the next year? Do, prices going up, going down? <clears throat> How's the American shale industry going to It's definitely out? not going up. I th- in the yeah. near term, I think that there's uh, way too much supply. Yeah, I think that they're going to try to keep the the price as stable as possible. I think um, I don't I don't think any government really benefits from the prices going too so crazy high, except for maybe Saudi Arabia. But even them, I don't think they're. Well, I, th- I think the Saudis kind of actually have an interest in the price of oil being kept down, yeah. and they they certainly can afford to work it that way. If, if they want, I mean, there's there's still there's just a lot of, there's just a lot of production right now, so I don't yeah. see I don't see oil prices going up anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, maybe it, once a bunch of bankruptcies happen and a bunch of production gets taken offline and, and prices really collapse, then you'll see a bottom and it could start rising again. But 
There might be Not some fun term. volatility plays when we yeah. invade Venezuela. I, I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, if uh, if things get destabilized within the region, then uh, there could be some volatility plays. Yeah, Venezuela does have more oil than Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Sitco is saying they might have to go bankrupt. Who knows? Who knows? So, yeah. anything else we want to discuss before we figure out what bets to make? Anyone? Well, Jeremy? Well, um, Zero, you don't watch the news. Nope. You just trade based on charts. Mm-hmm. Damon? Well, Jess and I do have a bet going of, of like monthly pip cap captures, and we don't have the specific numbers right now, but I suspect Je- uh, Jeremy beat me for January. Oh, We're, we're going to figure okay. that out. So you guys have a pip capture bet. That's right. You did make that. Glad you guys came prepared today. I don't feel so bad for being 20 minutes late. Well, I, I was trying to further that conversation with them before you started recording. So, Oh, my bad. We, we can talk up over brunch. Yeah. My bad. Um, any bets? Jess, do you have any idea for what we should do on bets? Should we bet on Bitcoin again? Should we bet no, on the no, dollar? No, definitely not. Do Bitcoin. Bitcoin's dead, so don't worry about it. <laughs> it's definitely not should dead. Bet, should we bet on the price of oil? Sure. Okay. The euro. I'm not euro? a trader. You guys want to bet on the euro? Besides the Aussie dollar, the euro is going to be pretty weak too. Yeah. What's the current? Uh, what's the current price of the euro? We can pull it up here. We can pull that up. I'll, I'll look. Are we talking about euro dollar or yeah, EXY? Uh, euro dollar. Euro okay. dollar. Or I mean, VXY. Are we talking about EXY? This one. Oh, okay. EU. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are we talking about a month? Yeah. Well, we, what are we talking about? Over the next three months, yeah, Jer- yeah, it sounds like that's sort of the schedule. Yeah, Jeremy says he's moving to Las Vegas in four, three or four months. So possibly, yeah, we might have to Skype you in. <laughs> I think we should make a bet on whether or not Jeremy <laughs> Jeremy's moves. relationship is going to survive. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you're going to Wait, you're going to. When do you guys get? When do you guys get married? Uh, in June. So you're going to move after the wedding or before the wedding? Uh, there's different variables that we're waiting on right now, so I don't. Oh, know. interesting. So there's the last four years of the Euro. Okay. It's currently at 1.132. Yeah, now are we talking next month? Just or? say like we can just say what um what within the next let's say February, so let's say March, April, say by the end of April, let's say by the 1st of May, um what uh, what will be the lowest what will be the lowest print for the euro, euro USD within the next Whatever amount of time that is, two and a half months. So you have to you pick with the lowest it'll go at the with at any time within the next two and a half months. And two and a half months. Okay. So we'll say the, the first of May will be. This the, is the, the yearly chart. This is the this for is, the last, this four, is the last years. four years. It's the it's the seven. It's the six or twelve hour. Sorry. Oh, so this is twelve hour. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. You should bring Trading View. You should get the app on your phone, Jeremy. So you can look at you can look at your charts. Yeah, I do. I have it on my phone. Oh, you gonna look at your charts? What's that? Well, you you don't do three month. Do you do three month projections? On yeah. Okay. I mean that 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 trade I was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. That uh, USD CAD it rejected off of price from I think two years ago. Oh, okay. So yeah, you can go multi year out. Last year. Last okay. year. All right, there we go. There we go. I'm gonna say it's gonna go down. To a dollar four. I don't think it's going to break a dollar. I think the real world is going to be less than that. It's a ridiculous move. You, you say one point four? Is that 1. what you 0. said? One point oh four. One point oh four. 
I mean, in three and in three you, you, months, you should, you should log into Forex and place that bet right now if you think uh, that's going to happen. Because that was that was that put whatever so loose change you have on that. That's what you really think is going to happen. That would make you a lot of money if that happens. Right? This is for a hundred. No, we're doing a hundred dollars on this one, right, Drew? Yeah, no, 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 no. So we're talking about in th- okay. All right, all right. The, I'll so, let you guys bet. So by by here by this line on the chart right okay, here. Okay, where the that's where is it going to lowest and where is it going to yeah. be highest? Well, no, just the lowest. We're right. going all in just the so. Lowest, it, I mean, so. it could be the lowest today if you think it's today is if it's going to go up from here. You could say okay. I've got my. Right I've got, I know where I'm going then. <clears throat> okay, a dollar eight. Okay. I'm going to the dollar. We talked. We should have just let Drew have his terrible bet. <laughs> yeah, dollar eight. <laughs> <laughs> Going down to a dollar eight. Is this a, a similar? No, trend? I was looking at the thing when I was like, "That's a big, that's a big." Well, we're talking about I mean, it could it could happen if like Germany pulls the entire EU into a, a well, massive recession. I, I, see, two months. The, I see Italy and Spain both looking to defect. Well, look at the I mean, France is pretty rough. on France January second. Did you see that? Yeah. We had those flash crashes of like seven hundred yeah. pips. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm going back to dollar four. Right I'm staying strong. I'm staying strong on a dollar four. Yeah, all right. Um, all right. Yeah. Drew, Drew likes his low ball. Bet, I, I so like the low ball for Drew. Just okay, yeah. show us show us that flash crash on this chart if you would. Well, it was what, uh, January third. Pull, pull up CJ if you want. Cad Cad well, You Yen. can see the spikes here. Yeah, but it didn't affect. Look at pull up. No, I, I think it's the it's the it's the. It was um, on January second. Look up Cad Yen. That's one. Um, I know one that. I mean, there were several pairs. Um, a- AUD CAD uh, experienced it. I know, uh, and I think it was January second, if I'm if I'm correct. Yeah, you can see it from here. There it goes. There it goes. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, there were several pairs. Um, you get on the right side of that. No, I didn't. Luckily, I was flat on all the pairs that, that spiked because that was really, really yeah. scary. Because I yeah, watched yeah. it when it happened. Because right after market closed, I think it was probably around five thirty Eastern. Um, but I'm in um, I'm in a CAD JPY long right now. Mm. Interesting. Right. Okay, well, let's go back. To oh, so, so yeah. I said a so dollar four. Oh, I see. so you're playing. This is like a bull flag essentially. Just mark mark Jenner. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I got. Uh, I'm about break even right now on it. I mean, the spike looks pretty nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once the consolidation, happens, yeah, because it looks like CXY might... had a lot of movement around like 8:30 Friday morning, yeah, and that's what caused that. So yeah, it, I was gonna get long in that dip. You see about yeah here. That's yeah. I was actually typing in our Discord about right before the spike. I said, it "Looks like CAD JPY is ready to go long." I mean, this this bar this and it launched right here. You, it was was yeah. I was going to get long in that area. This That's chart will be at. in the show notes that we're talking about, guys. Uh, okay, so EU, uh, we're going three month lowest, that lowest point. I have my just. spot. Um. All right, Jeremy's got his. Drew's got his. Damon, what did you was, say? I have to look at the chart. I'll give you the number. I okay. Look. I should get the right area. We're looking at we're looking at the one day chart now, not the twelve hour. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll go. Uh, one spot one. Nice, nice. Keep it nice and round. Pretty bearish on it though, because I do think it's pretty you bearish. One point one. Yeah. And we're we're okay. We're picking the lowest. Jesus Christ! Sorry. Drew's chair is Are you good? You good? Yeah. I just broke Jess's chair. Is that going to be? Did that pick up on the recording? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Just uh, yeah, I would uh, move out of the way. <laughs> Sorry about that, Jess. I didn't break it. Break it this time, did I? Is it repairable? I don't know. 
We'll find out. Oh, oh yeah, it looks it just it looks repairable. All right, we can uh, ignore it for now, guys. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Anyways, so, so we're almost done here. We're almost done. Uh, Jeremy, Jess said one eleven. Yeah. Or one one point one ten one ten yeah. I just I just I mean. So we are we are picking the lowest price that will print for the next three months. For the next three months. And then the winner. All right, I'll go 1.17. 1.17. 1.1708. This is, okay. are, we, are we doing prices right? The, here, the I'll write these down. Right. So yeah, so we actually only have, well, it'll be on the, it'll be on the podcast. Yeah, I'll put it in the notes. Okay, Damon, you got to get your bet in because we have a, well, a minute left. What are, what are the prices that have been said? I'm 108. 1.1. Uh, oh, I thought 104. 104. I'm 1.1. Jess is 1.1. 1. 1. And Jeremy's 1.117. 117. What are you again, Jess? 1.117. Yeah. Oh, 1.117. I'm a 1.10. We One. should write these down as in, in secret and then reveal them at once. So <laughs> we have Damon coming in late, <laughs> hedging okay. everybody. We'll let, we'll let Damon's going to be like, uh, $1.20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do 1.13. 1.13. He doesn't I, think it's going much further. I'm not trying to go last every time, but you guys aren't even... Like, not in like, three months. I don't well, see it. Um, hey, guys. We're actually running out of recording time. I just saw that. All right, so. Well, And it actually works out well because we got go to go Damien wants the EU to not fall apart in the next two months. I can't believe no, that. No, that I isn't what I want. That. That's how you're <laughs> betting your money. That isn't what I want at all. Everyone, mark it down. The identitarian... <laughs> does not want the EU to fall apart. Uh, that is not. He does not want an ethnic state anymore. That is not the case. That is not the case. I'm very. Uh, th- this bet is very boring to me until I think about those sexy yellow vests that are so in fashion now. On the oh. <laughs> that are getting destroyed That's like getting destroyed by the police to, state. Uh, yeah, that's great. I can't believe I said 1.04. I should have stuck with 1.08. But I think if it goes.